Amen. As they exit, Amen. Well, today we also, as we go into Memorial Weekend, we're also celebrating Pentecost Sunday, fifty days after Easter. That's the day that the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the church. Jesus said, the things that I do, you will do, because I go to the Father. And if I don't go to the Father, the Holy Spirit won't come. And uh, as they were in that upper room, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit came upon them, was poured out upon them, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, Jesus said that we would have authority over all the power of the enemy. He has the power, but he said, I'm also giving that to you, that you will tread upon scorpions, upon serpents, upon all the power of the enemy. You will cast out demons. You will heal the sick. You will raise the dead. So there is power from God to every follower in Jesus Christ if you just receive it. Now, I say that because in Romans chapter 16, in verse 19, it says, Be excellent in what is good, and to be innocent of evil. Now, I said last week, that does not mean we're to be innocent as ignorant of evil. God does not want you to be ignorant of evil. He wants you to be innocent of evil. So we need to know who the enemy is. We've been on a series of angels. We've been studying about angels. We've looked at cherubim. We've looked at seraphim. We've looked at uh, all the hosts of heaven. We've looked at the sons of God. We looked last week for one Sunday on the devil. We know that he was the anointed cherub that covered. And I want to talk a little bit more with you about the devil. Has everyone received an outline that looks like this, big page. Okay, follow along with me on that. Now, on it, please don't get scared. We're not going to go through every one of those scriptures. But they are there for you because there's so much in God's Word about this subject that we're not to be ignorant of it. I want you, first of all, to understand point number one, that Satan is real. Satan is real. And... He is a real angel. He has a body. He has a soul. He has a spirit. He is described as a beautiful creature who fell from heaven because pride was found in him. Under letter A, I've given you uh, the fill in the blanks basically are in bold, so you don't have to fill these out. But we're going to take, take the time to go through each of these areas of what Satan is is like what, how he operates, how he is, his character, because I want you to understand your enemy. When we go into battle, we understand our enemy. During World War II, we figured out our enemy, and we figured out how to destroy them, how to defeat them, how to stop the evil from ultimately overtaking our land. You know, I, as I've been researching my family and doing a genealogy studies and writing a book on them, uh, one of the members of our family, a cousin of my grandfather's, was in the military, was in World War II, 
actually was in in 1941 for a whole year before uh, anything ever began in America. And as he was in the Philippines and the Japanese ultimately bombed Pearl Harbor, they were building a landing strip in Mindanao, Philippines, and ultimately the Japanese came and overtook the Philippines. As America tried to send a plane to get our men out of there, who one of them was my grandfather's cousin, the plane wouldn't make it in time, and so they had to wave it off. And all over 400 of those men were held captive as prisoners. They gave them about 900 calories a day of white rice. Men that were over 200 pounds wound up under 200, around 150, some of them 125. Those that were around 100 and some pounds wound up around 75 pounds. And the enemy kept them in captivity for so long. And I want you to understand something. Even as that was a very real thing in that day and that time, and they were prisoners and ultimately prisoners of war, people today are held captive by the devil in so many ways. In addictions. In lies. In secrets. And in sin. But Christ came to deliver them from sin. But all along, the devil lies. He is a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a murderer. He has been from the beginning. Now, when the war was won, both in the eastern field and in Japan, the Japanese told these captives that Germany and Japan had won the war. And everything east of the Mississippi, the Germans owned, and everything west of the Mississippi, Japan owned, and any American that was allowed to live would be placed into a zoo. And they believed it because they saw what the enemy had done during their captivity of over three years. Now, I'm just here to say to you today that the enemy right now is also lying to people all over the world. He's lying to people in America. And I want you to understand something that truth has, has and must continue to be told and preached from the pulpit. So I want you to understand today that Satan is real. Now watch these few things about him that is real. And we're going to look at a few of these in Scripture. He is described as having a body. In Job chapter 1, in verse 7, it says, Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. When God said, what, are you, what, what, have, what do you have to say for yourself? And he came there to begin to accuse Job before God. So he is described as having a real body. He has a heart. In the book of Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 13, it says that you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I'll raise my throne above the stars of God. I'll sit on the mount of the assembly in the recesses of the north. The Bible tells us that he can speak. In Matthew chapter 4 and verse 3, he comes to tempt Jesus as he has been 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones 
become bread. And I want to assure you of this. When you're tempted to do evil, it is not God doing that. And it's not you necessarily trying to come up with that. But you are tempted, yes, by our lust can draw us away, but the devil will speak. He can speak. He has knowledge. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 12, the devil has come down to you having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. The devil knows that his time is short, so he has knowledge. He has power. The book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 9 talks about the Antichrist when he comes. That is the one whose coming is in accord with the activity of Satan, and he will come with all power and with signs and with false wonders. Please do not deceive yourself in knowing that the devil does have power. He is an ancient foe. You against him alone without God, he's going to beat you every time. But with God, all things are possible. Can you say amen? He has a kingdom. The Bible says in the book of Mark, chapter 3, it says that how can Satan cast out Satan? Jesus said a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. That kingdom will fall. So he's talking about there is a kingdom that the devil operates in, and how can he cast, how can Satan cast out Satan? They were accusing Jesus of using the power of the devil to cast out the devil. And so he does have a kingdom. He has desires. He has desires. He also is ruling much of man's business, social, and political, and religious activities. Look at Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 2, in which you formerly walked. Notice this, according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Who is that? That's the devil. Of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. How many have ever seen people and they take a political stand and it seems so opposed to God's word? It's more than just politics, church. It is the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now working with the sons of disobedience. The Bible also shows us that his heavenly realm is organized into principalities and powers. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Say this out loud. I'm not fighting people. It's against rulers, against powers, against world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual, spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Now watch this. His subjects are fallen angels, fallen men, and demons. Demons were once angels of God that fell with Lucifer, and what we call demons are fallen angels. So he has has, uh, subjects that are fallen angels and fallen men, and you can find that in Matthew 25, verse 41. Then he will say also to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. One-third fell. God still has two-thirds. There's still more with us than there are with them. Can you say amen? He is head uh, of man's religion and a leader in religious affairs. Now, pastor, what do you mean by that? Look at Revelation chapter 2 and verse 9. You'll find this also in Revelation 3 and verse 9. And it says, I know your tribulation and your poverty, but you're rich. And the blasphemy by those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of a synagogue of Satan. Can Can I give you a definition of religion? 
It's man's attempt to get to God. You can be religious and not make heaven. What we're doing here today, this is not religion. This is a relationship with the living God. Religion, the devil wants you to be religious. He's okay with you being religious. He just doesn't want you in relationship with God. So in Revelation 2 and verse 9, it talks about a synagogue of Satan. That's religion. See, the Pharisees, they knew all the Scripture, but they didn't know God. They didn't even know Him when they saw Him. And they were supposed to be the leaders of Israel. And He said, Basically to them, you're a brood of vipers. I mean, talk about a a, a nice pastoral message. Jesus told them, you are not walking with me. You're not walking with my Father because if you knew my Father, you would know me and you would walk with me. So Satan's real. Everybody say it. Satan's real. Now, we're going to look a little bit at the character of Satan. He is the enemy of all that is good. If it's good, it's not from him. If it's good, it's from God. So he is the enemy of all that is good. How many of you believe that uh, God said it is good, it is not good that a man should be alone? And so then God made a helpmate for him, and God made a woman. And today, a man and a woman constitute a marriage, period. A man and a woman, not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman, a man and a woman. God's the one that made it. God's the one that said, this is good. And for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother, shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. You say, Pastor, you can't preach like that. Somebody's got to preach like that. In this day and in this hour, We have to stand for what is truth. It's not being mean. It's not being a bully. It's preaching truth. And I want you to understand the enemy of all that is good is the enemy, the devil, Satan. He is the accuser of God and man. Look at Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he accuses them before our God day and night. Listen to me, church. The devil is the one who accuses you and tells you what you're not. So if you get those thoughts in your mind about what you're not, that is not of God. That is of the devil. If you get thoughts in your mind to kill yourself, that is from the devil. That is evil. Don't raise your hands, but have you ever had that thought? And you're not even suicidal. You're not even depressed. You're not even down. But out of the blue comes a thought. You're driving down the highway and all of a sudden just veer over into those lights. That's not you. Definitely not God. That is the devil. Recognize it. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. But he is an accuser of the brethren. The devil accuses you, but Jesus, the Bible says, intercedes for you. He is praying for you. He's building you up. He, want, he wants the best for you. The Bible says this. Look at John chapter 8 and verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. Now he's speaking to the Pharisees. You're of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And whatever he speaks, he speaks a lie 
Or whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So he's not only the enemy of all good, he's not only the accuser of both God and man, he is also the father of lies. In that, it also says that he's a murderer, letter C, he's the, or letter D, he's the father of lies and he is a murderer. If you look over to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 39, he is a sower of discord. When Jesus talks about the parable of the, the tares, that there is a harvest, but in the, in the good, in the wheat, there is weeds, there are tares. And the Bible says the enemy did this. The enemy came in. Listen to me. Within the church, the enemy wants to come in, and he wants to sow tares. He wants to sow discord. And the Bible says the enemy who sowed them, who was that? It tells us. It's the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the very ones we've been teaching about the past several weeks, angels. So he's a sower of discord. In 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, we're called to be sober, be on the alert. Your adversary, everybody say adversary. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So he's an adversary. He is the first sinner. He was the first rebel. The Bible in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11 says that he is cunning. He is a cunning uh, enemy. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 18 that he is evil or wicked. Look at this. We know that no one who is born of God sins. But he who was born of God keeps him, and the evil one does not touch him. Listen to me. There's no good in him. No good at all. He's cowardly. James chapter 4 in verse 7 says this, If you will submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, what will he do? The Bible says he will flee from you. Do you know what that word flee means in Greek? Run from as in terror. If you will submit yourself to God and you resist the devil just like Jesus did, he will run from you like a fraidy cat, as in terror. See, the Bible didn't say he's a roaring lion. That's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's like a roaring lion. The devil, the only, the devil is not, the devil cannot create. He can only uh, take what is there and pervert it. God has love. What's he have? Lust. Well, I love them. No, you're, you're in lust. No, pastor, you're, you're married, you got a spouse, and you're coming over there with someone else's wife or an un, un she's not even married. That's lust. Can I get an Amen. That is not of God. And that's the way the devil comes in. He's like, oh, no, I love. I love them. I love them. It's the devil has twisted it. Fear is just faith perverted. It's faith that the, that is going to happen and not what God said was going to happen. Amen? So he's a coward. The Bible also says in Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, that he is a tempter. 
we read that where he comes to Jesus and he tempts him. If you're the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. He's also known in John 10.10, For the thief cometh only to kill, to steal, and destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. Everybody say, he's a thief. So, we've seen Satan is real. We've seen the character of Satan. Thirdly, I want to look and show you what he is compared to. In the book of Psalms, chapter 91 and verse 3, it says, For it is he who delivers you from the snare of the trapper or fowler. Uh, someone who is a fowler or a trapper catches birds. And from the deadly pestilence. So he is known as a, a fowler or a trapper. He wants to trap you. There is, a, there is a trap that is set to get you in it. Okay, letter B, uh, he is also referred to like birds. In, in the parable of the sower, in Matthew chapter 13, the Bible says the sower went and he sowed the word. And bird, what happened is, is some were sown on the wayside. And what happened? The birds came, ate the seed, and it did them no good. It was stolen from the enemy. And church, listen to me. This happens Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Sometimes you've got so many problems or things going on in your life, and your mind will begin to drift, or it gets to a certain hour, and you're like, your tummy begins to growl. And the enemy will try to come in and get you thinking something different. And guess what happened? Every one of the words that were just planted in you, all of the seeds that God wanted you to hear right then, the devil just took them. Those were the birds that took those seeds. And they didn't do you any good because the devil came in and he stole them because that's what he is. He's a thief. Do you see it? The Bible says in John 10, 10 that he's a destroyer. We looked at 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 and it says that he is like a roaring lion. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 that he is a serpent, that he is a dragon. The Bible, we looked at this last week in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 14, it says that he can transform himself into an angel of light. He is referred to as scorpions. Jesus said, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will injure you. He is also referred to as an adder or a cobra. Uh, in Psalm chapter 91 and verse 13, it says, You will tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you will trample down. Now, that doesn't mean you go down to Oklahoma and find a bunch of rattlesnakes and round them up, you know, and handle rattlesnakes. I've, I've seen that going on. I mean, I haven't actually seen that, but I have read and seen photos of people handling snakes saying, you know, God's given me authority over it. Well, yeah, he did, but don't be stupid. We're talking about the power of the enemy, okay? So, so far, we've looked that Satan is real. We've seen the character of Satan, and we've seen what he's compared to. How many of you have learned a little bit about the devil? Now I want to show you his work, and this is going to be the caboose to the message today. Again, I filled all these out for you in bold so you would get it all and we wouldn't have to spend the time for you to just fill it all out. But I I truly encourage you, please, take the time. Let this be a study this week. Go into those scriptures because I'm just highlighting today. So I want to give you, I want to educate you in the way the devil operates. 
And I want you to understand the work of Satan, if you're writing anything, you can write this out. The work of Satan is to oppose God whenever possible. The devil wants to oppose God whenever possible, however possible. In Revelation chapter 12 and verse 9, the Bible says the great dragon was thrown down. And the serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, watch this, it's given us one of his works, who deceives the whole world. Do you know the thing about deception? Is it so deceptive? Have you ever talked with somebody and they're deceived? They don't don't even know they're deceived. And the worst kind of deception is self-deception. Have you ever heard this, this, this phrase, uh, well, that's my truth? Well, my truth is, this is the way I am, and this is who I am. Well, Jesus said, He is the truth. He is the way. He is the life. And there's no way to the Father except through Him. So it's not for us to have our own truth. Truth cannot be individualized. True truth can never be changed. And so the devil wants to come in and deceive and say, oh, no, it's okay. You can have your own truth, and they can have their own truth, and they can have their own truth. And I just want to say to you what that is. That is false. And it will lead people directly into the throne room of the devil. He exercises the power of death. In Hebrews chapter 2, in verse 14, that through death, Jesus, when he died, might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil. It goes on and says um, in 1 Timothy 5 and verse 15, he wants to dominate all rebels, for some have already turned aside to follow Satan. He causes sickness and disease and physical and mental illness. In Luke chapter 13 and verse 16, Jesus is in synagogue one day. He sees a woman bent over double. He heals her, and they begin to say, Why are you healing on the Sabbath? you got all these other days to heal on the Sabbath. You shouldn't be doing that. And he said, This woman is a daughter of Abraham, and as she is whom Satan has bound for 18 years, she should not have been released. Should she not have been released from this bond on the Sabbath day? So see, he wants to to bring uh, sickness and disease. He takes advantage of all adversities of men to further their rebellion and to hold them captive. In 2 Corinthians 2 and 11, it says, so that no advantage would be taken of us by Satan. How many of you know we're not to be ignorant of his schemes? Right there it is. Innocent of evil, but not ignorant. And no, he's wily. He's schemer. He, guys, listen, he'll try to come in through the back door just like he did with Adam. It is our job to guard our home. It's our job to guard our family. Are you getting anything out of this? He is, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 5, he is there to tempt men. Number 7, he's to provoke men to sin. Number 8, he causes offenses. In Luke chapter 17 and verse 1, the Bible talks about that, that he brings in offense. How many of you know that offense can separate brothers. Somebody gets offended with somebody. Listen to me. There's nothing good 
in offense. Live offense-free. Choose not to get offended. I'm not going to get offended with that. Don't wear your, don't wear your feelings on your, sho- on, your, on your shoulders. Amen? He sends messengers to defeat Christians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 7. He comes to hinder the gospel. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. He comes to steal the word of God from people. Matthew 13, 19. He can perform powerful signs and lying wonders. We already looked at that. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. He comes to contend with God's messengers and to hinder them. Daniel chapter 10. He hinders answers to prayer. In Daniel chapter 10, if you'll read that, Daniel sets his heart to begin to pray and fast for his nation. And for 21 days, God had sent an angel on the very first day that he prayed. And the Bible says that he was hindered. Gabriel, the angel of God, was sent, but he was, he was hindered by the prince of the power of the air called the prince over Persia. And then Michael, the archangel, was sent, defeated him, and Gabriel was able to come through. He causes spiritual blindness to the gospel. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 4, it says that the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the unbelieving so that they won't hear the gospel. That's what the devil wants to do. Have you ever talked to somebody about God's Word and it's like they don't even, they're not comprehending. They're blinded by the devil. He comes to um, cause double-mindedness. Double-mindedness. What does the Bible say will happen to a double-minded man? He's unstable in all his ways. Let not that man expect that he'll receive anything from God. He causes doubt and unbelief. Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. The devil says, has God said, really? Did God really say that in the day that you eat of this fruit, you'll die? God knows that when you eat of this, you'll be just like him, and you'll, you'll, know, you'll know good from evil. You'll, you'll be just like him. And all he did is he added one little word. God said, in the day that you eat it, you shall surely die. Satan said, in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely not die. Notice that the devil's word is negative, and the devil's always negative. The devil's always coming against what God says. He wants to instill into you doubt and unbelief that God's holding out on you. God's not holding out on you. Listen, he causes darkness and oppression. He causes deadness and weakness. He causes delay and compromise. He causes strife and division. The Bible says in James 3.16, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder. And every evil thing. Listen, church, the church should not be disorderly. Our lives should not be disorderly. Our communities should not be disorderly. Where strife and division is, there's every evil thing. Are you with me? Watch this. He causes sin and rebellion. He causes sexual perversion. Romans chapter 1, read it. Read Romans chapter 1, and you will read about all kinds of sexual perversion that we're dealing with right now in America. And Romans chapter 1 talks about it. And listen, it's not a good report. What God says about what they were doing is not a good report. He causes that. He causes deceptions and false religions. He comes to kill and destroy, John 10.10. He sows tares among the... uh, Well, yeah, let's go ahead and look at that. The Spirit explicitly says deceptions and false religions that in the later times some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. 
He sows tears among the saints. He causes storms. He causes infirmities. He did this with Luke or John or Job in the book of Job. The whirlwind came, killed all of his kids. The enemy came, took all of his livestock. He causes infirmities and he urges suicides. Guess what? One of the disciples of Jesus did. He went out and hung himself. Judas. And he wages war on the saints in Revelation chapter 13 and verse 7. Now, all I did was highlight what he did. I could go on every one of those. It would take forever. But I could go on each one of those and detail it. That is how detailed our enemy is. But here's what I want to announce to you today. Now that we know the devil, we know how the devil operates, we know how he what his character is, what his works are, I'm here to say to you today on this Pentecost Sunday that when God sent the Holy Spirit, He sent the Holy Spirit for us to have the power over all the works of the devil. And I encourage you, stay in faith, stay on fire, stay in prayer, stay, in, stay, stay meeting together because that's how, we, that's how we encourage one another. And the Bible says not to forsake our assembling together as the habit of some is, some is and especially as you see that day approaching knowing that our faith encourages one another. It builds up one another. And listen, if there is a a spirit of division, if there is a spirit of strife, if there is a spirit of rebellion, that has got to be cast out and cast down. And that's the way we need to be praying in our nation. That's the way we need to be praying in our families. That's the way we need to be praying in our churches. That's the way we need to be standing together and say we will not allow strife to come in. We will not allow division to come in. We will not allow the devil to come in because greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Amen. And on that note, bow with me in prayer. Father, today as we take what you have sown into us, I pray, Lord, that the enemy will not come in and sow deception or to steal or to kill or to destroy what's been planted in us. I pray that you'd water it. I pray that it would be planted in good soil. I pray, Lord, that you make us aware that we will do, as, as Peter said, to be sober and to be on the alert because we do know we have an adversary that is real and he seeks to devour. Father, hold us firm in your arms. Hold us fast to our race Keep our eyes focused on the goal. And Lord, let us not be dissuaded in any way off the course. Build up your people. Flow through us in divine anointing. We bind every force of darkness as we yield ourselves to you, Lord, first and foremost. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to keep us close to you. And flow through us, God, in greater measure today, we pray. Let us be your voice in this world, and let us see the lost come to you, Lord, and those who have walked away from you to come back home. And we pray this in Jesus' name today. And if you're in agreement, would you just simply say amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. You guys have a great week. Encourage one another. 
stay the course. We'll see you next Sunday. We'll finish up on uh, learning about Satan, and we'll see you then. God bless.